What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of The Rich Life. I am your host, Be Rich, here on The Rich Life Podcast. You know, I want you to have a rich mind, rich body, and a rich spirit. Part of having a rich life, in my opinion, is being honest, being able to forgive, and growth. And in addition to that, I also believe these are building blocks of a relationship are helping to rebuild the relationship. So today, my guest and I are going to talk about how to rebuild relationships. Neither one of us are experts. We're only speaking from our personal experience and our journey. So take it as it is, okay? <laughs> but um, we're going to dive right into it. I am so excited to have... Do you know you're my very first guest? You didn't know you're my very first guest. <laughs> no, I didn't know. I thought you may have had somebody else. Oh, well, you are my very first guest, and it's none other than my mother. <laughs> How you gonna pull my number? <laughs> but yeah, you're my first guest. You want to introduce yourself? I mean, they know you're my mom, but do you want to add any accolades or anything that you want to do for yourself? No, I'm just Bree's mom, and um, that's it. <laughs> wow. Okay, so um, we're going to be talking about rebuilding relationships today, um, and there's like foundational things, of course, to just having a relationship in general. So what do you think are like three building blocks or foundations for building a relationship or uh, rebuilding a relationship? Um, well, for me, one of the biggest, one of the biggest I'll say is admitting your faults, admitting that, okay, I'm human, I made mistakes, and confessing those mistakes too, or, you know, to the person, just say if it's a family member, Okay. And, you know, going to them and say, look, I have, I know our relationship hasn't been the best, but, um, you know, I want to apologize for where I may have fallen short and, you know, starting there. So I would say, you know, the, the, the first is like in taking that step to rebuild or even build a relationship is being open and honest, okay. you know. Well, I would say that's the second, open and honest, <laughs> being open and honest. So if you've offended somebody, apologize, then be open and honest about why you may have felt the way you felt or why your relationship took that turn. So then you can use that and say, okay, well, look, let's try to avoid that or let's find a way to cohabitate, so to speak, right. so that you know, when we notice those things are happening, we can talk about them. Um, and then the third is communicating. Okay. Um, and I can, if, if I may use communicating and it, and it's not just verbal, it's also in actions because growing up, I always thought that I was being a good mom, you know, making sure I'm at the track meets, at the, the softball games, at the cheerleading events, anything that you all were a part of. 
and um you know just making sure you had everything you all needed so because I didn't know your love languages so to speak because those love languages tie into you know these things so because I was meeting your physical needs I wasn't meeting your emotional needs right and even though we would sit sometimes and have fun and talk I still there was there was something missing from you all on the emotional side so because I'm thinking okay well you know acts of kindness and acts of service but really y'all needed the quality time mm -hmm. and I thought that you know being present at whatever you all were part of and making sure you could be a part I thought you know so I I didn't get I mean you all missed I'm not saying that you all didn't get a good life or whatever right but where you needed it the most is well I where I felt short mm -hmm. and it wasn't until we all talked about that and it was hurtful because you had to hear truths. Mm -hmm. um, but the biggest thing about it was it helped us restore. Yeah. So because we were able to communicate those needs, we were then we were open and honest about it, and then we apologized. It's helped us to it. It has helped us to be where we are now. Right. And um, what my mom is alluding to, so maybe my junior year of college um after a, tr a track meet because all my sisters both my sisters and my mom was there so i believe it was right after a track well not right at the day after my track meet right um we kind of like cornered my mom not right. it was, it was kind of like um did we tell you like i think we just say we just wanted to talk or no, something they like that. they wanted to talk and then they just like, <laughs> you didn't and you didn't and i was like wait a minute hold on <laughs> you know so so yeah we we basically and though it was it was hard for us as well but right. we told my mom um about our feelings growing up um and how we certain situations we felt um and like she just said she knew as a mother she thought she was doing what was best for us but in actuality we were really missing um pieces of her mm -hmm. and so um that conversation opened up this right now like if we would have never had that conversation that tough conversation because it was tough on everyone right um if we would never had that tough conversation then we wouldn't be um able to have this conversation right now so um and 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 speaking to that as well part of being able to have these conversations is knowing what angle part angle point to come in at um whereas back then when we had that conversation it was kind of like attack 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 right, you know? right um and and not even fully knowing how to communicate all of our feelings so in a relationship rebuilding a relationship what would you say about um speaking each other's love language or uh, singing in a way to where other people aren't getting hurt or whatever the vantage point is what is your experience with that or how should we um come at you know conversations like that um i would first say pray about it because everything and we brianna and i talk about this all the time it's perception mm -hmm. and for me i try not to text certain things because me i take stuff for face value so if you text me something I'm going to, I'm going to read it as though 
how I feel you're sending it to me. Right. So, uh, and that happened between uh, one of uh, one of my daughters, Deja, and I. We were texting something, and Don't it was just no names on here. When we said no names, <laughs> rewind. Well, one of one of my children, but it's not bad. <laughs> it was just something we text, and um, you know, we kind of like misconstrued which with each what each others were saying, what each other was saying. And we both kind of like were saying the same thing, but because we texted and it wasn't until we talked about it, mm -hmm. um, we were able to, to get past it. But um when you are addressing something, I would say pray first and ask God, ask the Holy Spirit to show you when and how because sometimes if you you're upset with somebody it's definitely not the right time to go about talking to something because both of you are hot nobody is going to listen to hear they want to listen to talk and get their point across out and they're not trying to hear what you're trying to say so um in uh for instance in in my marriage ministry my husband and i that we have a marriage ministry and we kind of like minister several couples we tell each other that when one is speaking one has to listen if need be get you a pad or get you something get your phone take notes and let them know hey look i'm not listening to you i'm taking notes in my phone because i want to be able to respond so um if the couples are getting kind of heated and i'm sitting next to one i'll touch you know, a certain way I'm like, wait, hold on, let them finish. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just giving verbal cues, non-verbal cues, because if you keep interjecting, then they're getting frustrated. So then you're getting frustrated because I need to answer this question. And then you just keep talking. I'm going to be, I'm going to forget. So I like, if my, my husband and I are talking, I like write down a note, but I always let them know I'm writing down what you say. I'm not ignoring you. Yeah. Um, then, um, we have to uh, think about, and a lot of people for us, when, we're, when we wanna say something, we're not thinking about, you know what, maybe that person's just not having a good day today. So if I go to that person and they're not having a good day, they're not gonna receive it because I'm already not having a good day. Right. So be mindful of that person's environment at that time and their emotions. Um, another thing is, um, you, there are some things I tell people, some things it's just not even worth having an argument over. So you got to pick out battles. <laughs> so you have to pick your battles because some of them, as minute as they may be, you know, it's just not worth it. Mm -hmm. And it's not worth it to lose a friendship, get upset about you know, losing, not talking to a loved one over. So when you have something or when there's a time you need to address something, make sure you're in the right mind space. They're in the right mind space. Uh, be a, be ready to receive whatever, whatever it is they may tell you because it may be something hurtful. So you have to be mentally prepared for how that conversation may, may go left or right. So you have to be already made up in your mind. Look, well, however this gonna go, I'm a, I'm gonna be cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and like you say, learning people's love language, learning how to communicate because 
not a lot of people know how to communicate. And some people come from healthy families, but the communication just wasn't there. Right. So all they know is argue, fuss, complain, gripe. And, you know, and I tell some of the, the women in the ministry, the Bible said, uh, it talks about a contrary woman or argumentative woman. Mm-hmm. Like it just despises it. So then we, I'm not saying bow down and just be humble all the time. Cause sometimes you're going to yell, you're going to get upset. Yeah. But keep in mind that if I'm wanting to change the trajectory of this relationship, if I'm wanting to be conducive for what we're trying to have, then I need to maybe sit back and try to, okay, if I'm upset with my child or my husband or somebody, mm-hmm. you know what, can I talk to you? Is this a good time? Or can, you know, whatever. You said something the other day that really offended me mm-hmm. and I had to wait because if I would have came to you at that time, it wouldn't have been good. But I just wanted you to know it. I didn't like the way, you know, you came at me or I didn't like the comment you made. Right. And I really would appreciate if you not do it again, as opposed to, oh, you're not going to talk to me no any kind of way. Or, you know, it's just calm down. And even if that person gets loud or whatever, mm-hmm. okay. I hear what you're saying. And another thing I've, I've learned from different readings when a person talks to you, reiterate in your own words so that they know that you're saying and you understand what they're saying. So then there's no miscommunication. Right. That's good as well. Um, Another point that you hit on just now is being able to go to that person and tell them that you, uh, they hurt your feelings, whatever. So vulnerability in rebuilding relationships we have to be vulnerable is what I'm hearing. So what what does that look like? Or like, you know, a lot of us, I know for me, going back to our relationship, going back to that very moment, we have to get vulnerable and real and not hide how we were feeling in that moment. And all the time, it doesn't feel good. For me personally, I just feel naked and scared when I'm in a vulnerable position. So for you, what is your experience with vulnerability or how does vulnerability help us move into the rebuilding process? Being hot. You can humble, open and transparent or being honest, open and transparent because either way, if I want to move past hurt, if I want to rebuild, even if I want to end this relationship, I still need to let you know why it ended. So if I have to, and I've gotten to a place now where I can put stuff out there. I can say like maybe a year and a half ago, oh no, I would never because certain things we want to keep in because we don't want people to know certain things about us. But as I'm growing in ministry, as I'm absorbing, you know, sermons and teachings and even your podcast, I'm learning that you be listening to my body. Yeah, girl. <laughs> that we we overcome by the words of our testimony. So sometimes putting ourselves out there, that it allows that person to see, you know what? If they're willing to be this honest, to be this vulnerable, then you know what? It must be sincere. Or you know what? She something different about her. 
because I remember the time where she would just like sit down, not say nothing, or she would just, you know, just go off on people. But now she's more reserved and she's sitting, you know, having intellectual conversations now. Yeah. So when you're able to say, you know what, if I love this person enough, or if this person is a good enough friend, then I can put it out there and not feel bad about it, not feel ashamed. Because if we're trying to rebuild, restore, then that means we can't, um, we can't live insane, trying to expect different outcomes, but still doing and living the same way. Yeah. So somebody has to change. So that change starts with me. So just like when you all came at me, yes, I felt attacked. Yes, I felt like, you know, my world had come to an end because I thought I was a good mom, which did not mean I was not a good mom. But the enemy tried to make it seem like, see, all that, your children ungrateful and da-da-da-da-da-da. And all actuality was there, what you all were saying was, the way we needed you, not that you weren't there. It was just the way we needed you wasn't, wasn't there. Mm -hmm. So if you all wouldn't have put that out there, I would go to my grave thinking I was, you know, mm -hmm. the bomb.com mom. When <laughs> actuality I was, I just didn't meet a need. Mm -hmm. So to put yourself out there, like if just say like, getting a job. If you don't put yourself out there, you'll never get a job. Right. If you don't, you know, tell this person about your characteristic, your qualities, what you have to offer, you're never going to get that job. You're never going to get an opportunity. So you have to look at each one of these things and say, you know what, what if God took my life today or tomorrow or, or this next very minute? Mm -hmm. One thing I'll have said that pretty much anybody that I've offended, like I, I text I had text two two dear people to me, um, and I told them uh, after watching a, a a sermon, I forgot the name of the sermon, but I went to them and I told them, you know what, I apologize. And they were like, "What are you apologizing for?" Because I used to compare myself to you, or I felt like, "Oh, I should have had this, or I should have had that." And then one of them told me was like, you apologizing to me. I need to be apologizing to you because you are very good with money and you very good with planning. So here while I'm watching them and like, well, why I can't do this? They watching me. But if I would have never said, you know what? I'm sorry. Forgive me. Can you show me how to do X, Y, and Z? Mm -hmm. You know, so growing when you grow and you're willing to put self aside, I'm not saying neglect self, yeah. but when it's no more about self and I was living in self mm -hmm. and now it's about others. I want to help and, and serve and, you know, meet other people's needs. So when they see me changing and helping other people, um, I went and had uh, lunch with a couple of the couples this past weekend. And one of the, the young ladies was like, you sure you're in the right field of teaching? <laughs> you shouldn't be a counselor and I'm like me a counselor like I don't even like people like that you know what I'm saying and I used to always say I don't like people I like children and that's why I want to teach mm -hmm. but and that's not the first time I've heard that within the past six months 
and he's pulling pushing me more into ministry um so you know putting self aside and and doing what it takes to resolve not all relationships are healthy relationships mm -hmm. so it, i'm sad to say one relationship i had to let go because it wasn't fruitful mm -hmm. so you know sometimes that happens and like you tell me all the time mama you ain't gonna save everybody right you know so <laughs> So that like directly links to my next point, pride. We all, I know for me, pride ate me up when I was like younger and like just now, you know, being able to be vulnerable and um, being more comfortable with being vulnerable. Um, I'm not afraid to, you know, put my pride aside, whereas then I'd be like, oh, that's not bothering me, or I don't have yeah. feelings about that, or that's just this, that, whatever, whatever. Um, self, focusing on self and all of that. So pride, we must kill pride also to help rebuild relationships. And it further shows too as well, if neither person want to give anything and both people want to be strong-minded and strong-willed and I'm not going to bow for this. I'm not going to bow for that. You know, who, you know, how are we going to rebuild if we don't put our pride to side? Mm -hmm. So that kind of uh, is going to bring me back to my next point, which kind of tied it on all in it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the, another thing that I want to talk about too, it kind of go back to our um, situation is there are always two sides to the story. So we may have, I might have my truth to the story and you may have your truth to the story. That doesn't uh, negate that either truth is real, but it's just not the right truth, you know, for you. But um, yeah, it, it doesn't negate. So you want to talk about that a little bit? Like how do we accept each other's truth without necessarily um, trying to tear the other person down or making the other person feel that they are wrong because that simply isn't their truth. Uh, uh, in the, in, I can go back to the marriage ministries. I tell them when your spouse is speaking their truth, just like you said, you can't negate it. That's what they feel. That's a justified emotion. Mm -hmm. So because this is what I'm feeling, you can't dismiss it and say, oh, well, that's silly. Or, well, why you feel like that? If I'm telling you I feel like this, it's ob obviously for a reason. And then we, if we go and say, okay, can I give you an example? And I ask them, ask them, can you give an example? Because the first thing people say is when you say, uh, just like, you know, remember when you didn't do such, well, why you got to bring up the past? So ask them, is it okay if I bring up an example to better explain it? So when they give it and they say, well, see, there you go. Mm -mm. I asked you, was it okay? And you told me it was okay. I'm doing it to help show you a point not to bring up anything. Mm -hmm. So when they tell them, I'm telling you this so we can heal, not to hurt. Because just like I have something that I feel passionate about or I'm bringing to you, you have something as well. So how would you feel if I dismissed you or was like, oh, pfft, that, all right, whatever. You, that, that, that's just stupid. You know, 
now you basically torn down any relationship you could have had or if you're married how many notches does that bring your spouse down or just like with parents and children i hear people all the time say that you don't have to apologize to your children and i think that's the biggest lie ever told yeah because as an adult i tell you all if i make a mistake don't i say you know what my bad i'm sorry you know i was wrong or whatever it also because goes into that killing their pride. Kill it. You have to kill it because then when you have children, your children grow up thinking that I don't have to apologize or I said what I said and that's that's it. Mm -hmm. And they don't care how they how that makes other people feel. And I can directly relate to that. And maybe one of my kids, which I won't say their names, like can be very well used to be. I'll say we used to be very blunt and we didn't care about if we offended anybody with our words. And it wasn't until my mom told me one day, you know, you said something to me that really cut me. If she would have never told me, I would have never known. So from that day forward, I made sure not to do that thing or say that thing. But if I was caught up in pride, it wouldn't bother me. Yeah. But when you start to grow and mature in the word, I don't care what it is. If I do something to offend you, that should bother me. If it don't bother you, something's wrong. Because you that means you're taking a part of somebody or something that you're, you know, you're supposed to love and care for, mm -hmm. you know, just like the Bible talks about a husband, a husband, if he's married, he's going to, he's going to not treat his wife like, you know, a piece of trash. He's going to take care of her even better than he takes care of his own body. So when you can be big enough to put pride aside and say, you know what, I'm a humble myself. Because sometimes humility can take you all the way down because it's not until you really see how you hurt a person or when you hear a person tell you, you hurt them. And it really touch your heart or pricks you that you really see who you really are. You know, Michael Jackson talking about looking at that man in the mirror. Because mm -hmm. sometimes people don't see that hurtful person they can be they don't yes. see that you know just like you thinking you got it all together and everything going on and back behind you people don't even want to be around you mm. you know like if you were on a team you would be the last one to be picked so what you're you, what you're huh? me is rebuilding relationships is as much as working on you and reflecting on you as it is on them it, it starts with you because if you, if you, I'm trying to find a nice way to put it. If you don't want to deal with you, who else don't want to deal with you? So if you know, and, and when I say that, I'm not talking about physical appearance. Yeah, I'm talking the about internal, yeah, the inside. Because, yeah. And, it, and, the, the, and I do believe hurt people hurt people. So if I'm hurting, and um, I can't think of what minister talked about the, the different mask we wear. We've, we've so, past the time, we've so, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It'll come to me. <laughs> we just wear our disguises very well. 
So sometimes we uh, we're prideful because we don't want people to know we're insecure. Mm. We're prideful because we don't want people to know that we lack in a certain area. So when I'm around certain people and I can speak from personal um, experience that, and, and I'm being very hot, that when I got around certain people, I felt inferior, so to speak. So when I would get to people that I could be superior over, I would say things and do things to make those people feel less. And it wasn't until I remembered how, how you feel when you're around that certain type of person. Mm. And when I thought about that, I was like, you know what? And, and sometimes it was just subconsciously doing it. And then it was sometimes on purpose I would do it because I had an insecurity. I felt like comparison was killing me. And I'm like, why do I feel the need? And I'm being hot. Why do I feel the need? I have to compare myself to people. And to sort of tie this in, it wasn't until I went away and the, you remember when I went away for the 24 hours by myself at the hotel to just spend 24 hours of uninterrupted time with God my daughter, my husband, my family, they all gave me 24 hours. I asked for it, 24 hours just to go be with God. And Brianna told me something. I was be like, respect me on my podcast, be rich. Be rich. I'm sorry, <laughs> Cause I call her be breezy, Brianna, Brianna, <laughs> uh, Anana, Brianna, you know, <laughs> But B Rich told me, I, we were sitting down and we were talking. And I was like, look at me, I'm so fat. Look at me, my hair not done and da-da-da-da. And I was just going on by what I wasn't. And she said, oh, tell me one good thing about yourself. I said, no, I said, now say something nice. Now about say something yourself. nice about yourself. And I went, um, um, I have, uh, and I literally sat there and I'm like, so it wasn't until I was with that 24-hour period where, you know, I was, God told me to write down things about myself. And I started writing a couple of things. And it wasn't until I got to like a half a page of stuff. And I was like, I don't have to compare myself to anybody. I'm good enough. All I have is all I need. So when I saw that, I was like, you know what? So instead of me trying to tear somebody else down now i send texts to people you are phenomenal you are amazing girl you did an awesome job i'm proud of you or you know so now i'm here i'm not here or around certain people because now i want those certain those same certain people and now they ask me well girl how are you and i'm like wait what you talk me but because I was able to put pride aside and learn life is not about me. Life is about, I, how you say it? I'm not doing life for me. I'm doing life for others. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that answered the question. Or... That, that does. It, and and the, that goes back to rebuilding relationships because the we have a relationship with ourselves as well. Mm -hmm. So we have to be able to um, check in on that relationship and make sure it is good. And like right. you can't do that self-work. And even if it's going away and reflecting, just to make sure you are good for other people and you can move forward in mm -hmm. your other relationship, making sure, you know, you're like I always say and tell you, 
um, making sure your cup is full so that you can pour into other cups, other relationships. So from an empty cup. You can't you can't pull from an empty cup. This is gonna be the last thing because I don't want to hold you too much longer. But um let him use um part of rebuilding relationships, whether with ourselves, spouse, um, partners, work relationships, whatever it is, is constantly doing the work, not just visiting it one time. Um, and, and like we keep bringing up that time, it was my junior year, so that was like maybe 2016 and it's now 2021. We started this conversation in 2016. It's now, what this is, like six, five years? Mm-hmm. We're five years. Was it 20? No, it was actually 20. It may have been 2015. Whatever it is, it's been years. Yes. It's been years that we've been, we, we didn't just, you know, talk about it and, oh, everything is kumbaya, it's all soft. We have to deal with these things constantly. And it's not as um, a big of a scale as that first conversation. There are some conversations that take place that are kind of, you know, deeper than others, but just making space for you and your spouse or you and your kids or whatever it is to constantly have those conversations, whether it's um, intentional time or whether, you know, you just having fun and then y'all kind of segue into it. I believe that it is very important to constantly keep talking about these things, constantly give yourself, um, for me, I give myself vulnerability practices. So like, I'll, I'll not want to tell, let's just, I don't want to tell my mom or something like, no, and you're going to go tell her, this is your way of practicing how to be open or, you know, whatever the case is. So you have to find ways to give yourself chances or allow yourself to practice these things because they're, they don't come natural. A lot of these things that we talked about today, they, they don't come natural. And it's really a lot of friction and resistance to actually talk about these things just because it's uncomfortable. And like you said earlier, we don't want to hurt people's feelings. So um, if you want to piggyback off of that or... Uh, one thing I will say, and I'm glad you brought that up, because it's a constant work. It's a constant thing. It doesn't just stop when okay, well, we say how we felt, all right, and we move on. No, because now you have to work at still repairing because five years later, like my daughters and I are closer than we've ever been before. Like they talk to me about different things now. And before it wasn't like they would talk to me, but now it's like we have some in-depth, conversations and um they can come to me because i used to say oh y'all can come to me and talk about everything anything but the but my actions didn't show that Mm -hmm. yeah so or i was tied up into something or uh whatever the case may have been but now i make it a point to like if i haven't talked to them we even had started going on mommy daughter dates and um we would use that time and we would invite, you know, my mom and we go sit down and have dinner. And, but you know what? Two people still have been treated. I haven't forgot because uh, two of us treated and then three other people didn't treat yet. And we, we have to go back. I haven't forgot. What? You know, <laughs> but um, so we found out, and like I tell the couples, you have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. Like, be rich and I we have alarms in our phones for 
everything. So I have a, alarms about speaking certain scriptures or praying for somebody when something's going wrong or or whatever the case may be. So if you're if you're uh, if you're full or in, you're going to be intentional, and that means setting an alarm. Call Macy at two o five just to tell her that I saw uh, her commercial on TV and I liked it. Or uh, Mike at two twenty. Um, and let me if you are married please consult your spouse before talking to somebody uh, that's single or whatever, because the Bible says shun all the other parents are evil. So I don't want to even give you or speculate, you know, something is going on or you texting somebody or whatever. Let your spouse know what you're doing, but texting somebody, you know, just to say, you know what, hey, I saw your team one day, you did a good job coaching, whatever, because sometimes we don't know just telling somebody something as small as, look, you did a good job. Oh, I like what you have on, you know, makes a person day. So being intentional, making time, putting, setting time aside to make sure that, you know, I have to apologize to my coworker because I snapped at them and I didn't mean to do it today. So uh, I know she goes to lunch at, at uh, 11.30 catch her right before she go out the door. I'm gonna put a alert in my phone for 11.25 and I'm gonna catch her and pull her aside and say, hey, look, um, you know, I'm sorry I snapped at you yesterday. I didn't mean to or whatever, but um, it, it, it's gonna take a lot of work. And like you said, with the resistance, even if you go to somebody, you apologize to something and they say, well, I hear you, but I don't forgive you. The Bible says when you go to your brother and you ask for forgiveness, if you confess your sin and they, they choose not to forgive you, wash your hands with them and keep going because you did what you were supposed to do. Because remember, not everybody is in our life that's going to be in our life always. And I remember Tyler Perry, somebody talked about that rocket ship. When that rocket go off and them two boosters fall off, that was the people that was in your life for a little while. The ones that go up you know, and something else fall off or whatever, mm -hmm. they, they can go a little bit higher, but it's only very few people that's going to go all the way to the top with you. So, um, you know, I would say, again, you're not doing it for you because through us, the you know, us repairing our relationships is now uh, filtering to other people and we're working on other relationships. Mm -hmm. So because people see what we're doing and, you know, they were like, well, how they, you know, so then they want to know, and then we can start bringing in other people in. Like we were able to have another conversation with somebody in our family when they were hurting and they had to tell us their truth and we had to listen to it. And it was easier because we were more prepared because we had, you know, and we were able to help that person in their thing, but it's still ongoing. It doesn't stop. Yeah. It, it will never stop until one of us close our eyes, but at least when they close their eyes, I'm not going to that coffin with guilt and bringing anything with me because we talked about it. We addressed it. Um, we're working on how to, handle certain things and you know just being there to be there for them mm -hmm. so you know i would say again 
being open, honest, transparent, communicating. And what was the other one? Because, you know, I am yeah, right a lot of them. <laughs> you know, but when those keys come, you know, you just try to take them and, you know, but, you know, we, we got to gotta be intentional, put self aside and remember you're working to have healthy, positive relationships. Right. And that's the key. Because people think that all um, arguments, because you can have healthy disagreements, you can have healthy arguments if you do them right. You know, like one of, I will say one of the things my husband and I decided when we first got together, we'll never curse each other. When we, if we have a disagreement, we're not arguing. Nobody's going to leave the house and, you know, say, oh, I'm not coming home. No, because if you don't come home, you're not coming back. Lots change immediately. Mm -hmm. But we made it a point to establish ground rules at the beginning and then we hold each other we didn't talk about accountability didn't talk about account but you also brought up another one too the the point that you was making just now that's that's another good one uh making ground rules accountable i had my the marriage ministry i i wrote like a little contract and I said, you know, and stated some things in this contract. And I said, when your per your your spouse break that contract, show it to them on on February or January third, January twenty eighth. You signed this contract saying you would make them accountable because that's a contract. It's a legal document binding. Not just your spouse, but any relationship. Any relationship. Any relationship. Any relationship. I'm not telling you to go around and having contracts with people, but. <laughs> If you want to be accountable, you can write a friend contract and say, or, or just having boundaries, having boundaries, because if you don't set boundaries, then you open that door for anything to happen. And then don't get mad when it happens because you didn't address it. You have to, um, right. I could show you this one little good thing, just like with my goals for us buying a house when goal planning and one of the things it has obstacles that may arise how i plan to respond and i thought that was so good because if the obstacle arises because we know they will but if i already have steps mm -hmm. then i'm already ahead of the game make sure y'all check out my goal uh setting uh podcast i don't know what it is but it's in there coach <laughs> yeah so you know, and you know, we got to keep growing. We got to keep growing, you know, learning. And I'm, I'm just so blessed now that I'm learning all of this stuff. Not saying we didn't know it before, but actually getting to put it into practice, right? Practice. I find that I'm not as easily aggravated, like stuff that I used to go off about. Now I'm like, you know, that young lady in the drive-thru might be talking to them people ugly. I said that like this girl, she was just having a bad day. And we went in the place and she was like, well, I don't know or whatever. And, you know, I was like, now I wonder who upset her. Well, you know, I would have been like, well, look, don't talk to me because you may, I, I was like, Lord, please touch her. I don't know what she's going through today, but just help change her attitude. So changing me helps change other people. Okay. This is real good. Ooh, girl, we need a part two. This, this is good. Um, <laughs> 
thank you for your time. Do you want the people to follow you on, on the social medias? No, because she don't do social media. So I, I, and the, no, if you, no, you want to tell her something, just, just let me know. Real quick about that. I had, it was a distraction. That was another thing, eliminating distractions. To help, because her, I to help relationships? In, in relationships, because my comparison and looking at what other people have and, you know, all of that stuff, it kept me from focusing on me. So I had to eliminate it. Now I'll go on there. You know, I'm at Quita. What, what it, I don't even know it anymore. What's my uh, Facebook? Is, I know Daughter's Street, I think it's Instagram. Yeah. That's a shame, y'all. I'm telling you. I use it, but um, this was good. <laughs> Thank you for coming on and being vulnerable and, you know, uh, sharing our story with others. Um, and that's it. Oh, thank you for inviting me. What a great episode that was. I want to thank our guest again for coming on and chatting with me to help us rebuild our relationships. As you all know, and I always say, this is a journey. We're always learning. We're always growing. And we have to constantly keep doing the work in order to help us get to the lives that we want to have. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with someone, like it, and subscribe to the podcast. Like I like to leave you, every single episode, go out there and be rich.